Welcome to the Accounting on Purpose podcast series. In this series, we focus on accounting not as numbers on a page, but as a language. And with any language, it's about communication and finding shared meaning. Topics include things from what is a debit and credit, right through to how we use accounting to tell the story. This week, we want to talk about your business plan. So what do you need to do and when do you need to do it? We've talked about networking a little bit last week. This week is a a bit more sort of extending on that with some of the benefits. When you start a business, there is so much to do. You don't know what to to do first. And you've only got so much time to do all this stuff and so much money. Um, So it's really daunting knowing what do I need to do? What's the really important stuff? And what's the stuff that, well, it's important, but it can actually wait. And one of, the, one of the experiences I had when I was starting my business was I would listen to someone and they say, look, you need to start your marketing campaign on Facebook. So I'd go and do that. Or you need to start um, working out whether you're going to make a trademark or what is your business name. So I'd go start working on that because they said it was important. Now, this is a really important thing. If someone is telling you it's important and that if you don't do it, you're going to fail, Try and be aware of that because they're selling to you out of fear. If someone's selling to you out of fear, all they're trying to do is sell. You want to find people, and this is where a network is useful as well, you want to find people that will work with you, not only, sure, sell you something, but they're willing to show you the why. One of my first experiences in this that really helped me understand the value of this was working with um, someone to teach me about LinkedIn. And it was about... I had no experience in LinkedIn at this stage. And sure, she was there to help me um, create a, a profile, what type of posts to make, but she would do it, she was happy to do it with me. Now, it's my choice. I could do it with her or I could just let her go and do it, and that's fine. But when you're starting a business, you do have some spare capacity at times, and actually sitting down with her and, and working through the process helped me understand the why of what we're doing. Which then, when I went to do some other marketing or get some other work done, it allowed me to actually ask the question of the person who was selling to me, well, explain to me why we're doing this and what value I'm getting. And that's what's important. So that's the first takeaway. So as part of this, what I'm going to do as an accountant is I'm going to take you through some things that I think you should do as when you're starting out your business and try and give you a feel of the time frame you should do it and why you should do it. And that way you can make you up your mind what's valuable for you in your circumstance because it's all about your own personal circumstance. There isn't a one-size-fits-all approach here. So coming as an accountant and wanting to help you as a business owner understand what you should do when and why, let me take you through a few things to think about along the way of your journey as a business owner. Now let's Let's assume you have a business plan or budget or you know what you're doing and you have whatever licenses and registrations you need to do what you want to do. What is it that you should do first? What, what's, what do I think you should do first? And the first thing you should do has nothing to do with your business. It's how much runway do you have? So how much, how much time can you do what you want to do before you run out of cash? So this is really important because it's about balancing. Starting a business is the most personal thing you can do 
other than, have, other than something with your family. So you need to understand the impact this is going to have on your personal life and what bandwidth or what runway, how much time you've got to dedicate to it. That's the first thing you should be very clear on. The next thing I would look at is set up a separate bank account. Now that sounds really corny because you might not be selling anything yet. This is important to do because as soon as possible you want to be able to identify what you're doing that's business related or related to your business and what is personal and differentiate the two. That way you'll be a lot in a much better position to measure how well your business is going simply by your bank balance. Now one that people quite often get wrapped up in early on is what business structure should I have? Now this is something that quite often can wait. But let me give you a little bit of an of a overview of what this means. So business structure can be, do I set up a company? Do I set up a trust? Do I just work under my own name? What do I do? Depends on your business and where you're going. It depends on what business you're doing in terms of what structure you want. If you are if just you and you're not planning to employ anybody, setting up under a sole trader as yourself is completely acceptable process. Setting up a company will allow you to do things like employ people, be able to have assets in a company name. It allows you to scale a bit more. Now, so that means what it really comes back to again, what is your business doing? If you're wanting to scale, well yes, set up a company. If you're just wanting to just be you and just do consulting or just do whatever it is you can do with your two hands, sole trader still works. Setting up a trust is really moving into the more complicated side of things really scaling and looking at a complex business structure, potentially business partners, different owners, and can affect the industry on. If you're wanting to set up a trust, that's probably something you want to really have a specific conversation with a tax accountant with, or some legal advice to understand why you're setting up the trust, what benefit it's going to give you, because trust starts to get into the more expensive side of setting up a structure. So that's a structure. Next, obviously, if you're setting up a structure, what business name do I use? There's quite an easy way to look up business names is on the ASIC site. So I'll actually, I might chuck that down in the comments below, the website you can go to to look up business names. But really, again, it depends how big a business and what you're trying to do. If you want to be known as Joe's Plumbing, there's thousands of those. Or the Railway Hotel, thousands of those. There's no need for you to have a unique name if you're especially just wanting to operate in your local business area. If you're wanting to be on the web, especially, or you want it to be more national or international, you do want to have something that's unique and you want to have that name protected. Now, if you want to protect your name, you can register a business name. You don't have to set up a company. Um, or you can set up a company, and in fact, you can have a company which has a business name. So there's a number of different ways you can do it. What you then want to do is make sure it's unique and someone else doesn't have it. And that's where searching uh, on the ASIC site will allow you to do that. Quite often people will say, well, I've got a business name, I need to trademark it. Now, trademarking is a whole nother kettle of fish. If you want to protect your name and there's, you're actually wanting to create value in your name, so you don't want someone to come and steal it, trademark does offer you another layer of protection. Again, it depends on the scale of your business. Trademarking is more expensive and it's also extremely specific. So if you are the purple advisor and you operate in the finance industry, you can get a trademark that prevents anyone else in the finance industry using that. But you could still have a personal trainer who uses the purple advisor and a trademark not, may not protect it. So trademarking starts to get very specific. 
So you want to be very specific in what you're doing before you go down that trademark path, otherwise you're potentially just going to waste money. The last thing I wanted to talk about was, should I register for GST? Now, this is a very interesting question. Depending on your business size and what you're doing, you don't actually have to register for GST straight away. So what does that mean? Well, if you're doing a hobby, if you're selling things and you're not selling very much, now there is a financial level, but if you're, not, if you're just doing a hobby, you don't need to register for GST. You can still get an ABN so that people know that you're a registered business, but you don't have to register for GST. What does that mean? That means, especially if you're selling to uh, customers who are not businesses, it means you can charge them without having to put 10% GST on top. If you're a business that is going to be working with other businesses or you're looking to grow, eventually you are going to have to charge GST. So my view on that is if you're looking to grow a business, and especially if you're working with other businesses who get to claim the GST back, I would register for GST sooner rather than later, just so you get used to charging GST. Plus then you can claim GST for costs that you're incurring. So that's a, an overview of a few things to look at and along the way of starting your business, a bit of an insight into why and when you need to look at doing them, and a bit of a feel, a different point of view from someone who's not trying to sell you anything through fear. Just trying to help you understand the why a bit more. There's still a lot more to know and I can't employ you enough to find people around you who are willing to share you the why and who are willing to help you understand what value you're getting in doing these things so that you can make the decision about what's best for you. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series and if you'd like some more information, Check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.